Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. So my three daughters and I were talking today. We were group texting and we were acting all smart, you know. So I asked them, do you know how to say hello in Japanese? Because every day you have to learn something new, right? Of course, they they already knew. It's konnichiwa. So konnichiwa in Japanese. And, of course, Alexa, who you've heard on this blog talk radio as my guest before, she speaks pretty good Spanish. So in Spanish, it's hola. And, of course, German, and we had to go with German, too. I guess that's Hallo, H-A-L-L-O. So, there you go. Oh, but here, did you know this? Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. So what do you call a group of owls? That's a tricky one, huh? So next time someone's talking about Parliament over in the U.K., Maybe they're actually talking about a group of owls because a group of owls is called a parliament, spelled the same way as the government group. And for one more great piece of wisdom, what you call a group of jellyfish. So here you go. When someone's talking smack, that means they actually could be talking about a group of jellyfish because a group of jellyfish is called a smack. There you go. So even if you don't learn anything at all for the rest of this show, you have gotten some takeaways for the day. But the real topic is being single. Why are you still single? You know, there is absolutely nothing wrong with being single. It is a perfectly viable lifestyle choice. But most of the time, the, the people I talk to, they want to find that someone special. I think People most of the time want to be in relationships and you just want to feel that thing that, you know, maybe you see in the movies, whatever, but it's nice to be in relationships. It's nice to be loved. A lot of people seek that. But, um, yeah, sometimes love doesn't come when we want it. Maybe we'll want it now. And it's not in our lives at this point. I One thing I've learned for sure is that with love, timing is not in our control. That happens on somebody else's time, not ours. I wanted to start with debunking some myths 
as to why, if you are single but wish to be coupled, what are some of the myths that people say are keeping you from being single or from being in a couple relationship? I want to remove these myths because they are roadblocks to finding your true love. I'm just going to cover about three of them. And the first one, if you're not finding someone, maybe mom or some well-meaning friend will tell you you're too picky. Have you heard that? You're just too picnically, too picky. And I want to debunk that right now because you're not. Technically, you're not. There are certain things that just must be in a relationship to make it work. And, you know, there, there's no getting around that. And you don't want to just couple with someone just to have someone. It has to be the right one because you, you want your connection to last. Otherwise, it's not going to last. And, of course, I do talk about the nine qualities in my book, Don't Date a Dud. And I think those things are things that must be there, the qualities that must be there. And you may or may not have those qualities with whoever you happen to have gone out on the date with this week. So, yeah, no, you're not too picky. So the second thing, I want to move on to the second myth that we're going to try to debunk here real quick, and that is that you're too hung up on appearances. So if you're single... Has anyone told you you're too hung up on appearances to find a person to couple with, a partner in life? Well, you know, again, I believe you should be attracted physically. That's a huge part of a relationship. Feeling physically attracted is really important. There's absolutely no reason why you can't connect with someone on an intellectual level emotionally and physically, all of the above. So so that's okay. I mean you do you do want to be attracted physically. You have to be. And and the first thing that we know about someone, of course, and we've talked about this before, is how they look. And down the road, of course, after you get to know someone better, you get to know them inside, they tend to look more attractive to you externally if you like what you get to know on the inside. So maybe there's that's where that well-meaning friend or mom is trying to make it a point because, yeah, once you get to know people down inside, there is a greater connection sometimes than just the physical appearance. And then all of a sudden someone looks really attractive to you when a certain quality maybe wasn't exactly in your dream category. But no, hang on to that. We definitely want to be satisfied with our physical attraction as well. One more myth I'm going to try to debunk here is the good ones are all taken. Does dating make you feel like you're sorting through the clearance rack sometimes? It can be frustrating feeling like you're not even meeting a suitable partner or maybe even think that you're just a magnet for all the wrong ones. You know, Again, on this one, I happen to believe there's just a little bit of truth to it because if you're a little bit older, um, say maybe 30s or 40s and above, a lot of people get married in their 20s, and 
the people who have really good communication skills, who are dedicated to keeping their commitment, who are honest, who are driven to make the relationship work, yep, those people have those skills, and they're likely to maintain the relationship and therefore be off the market. So there's a little bit of truth to that. But you attract what you project. So no matter what your age, no matter your location, no matter your circumstances or anything, there are plenty of right people to meet because, as I was saying, you attract what you project. So you will attract what you desire if that's what you project. So this is a perfect lead-in to talking about how to attract love. And I've put down my top five things here that I think are possible roadblocks or roadblocks that we want to open up, things to keep. If you do these things, then these will help open the doors to love for you. And the first one, and this is really important, well, they're all important, is to let go of the past. You've heard the saying, the past makes a great teacher but a terrible master. It's very true. Past experiences, they tend to create future expectations. And we don't want to get stuck in that if that past experience was a negative one. Look at it as a lesson in love. That's exactly what it was. The ex's ability to love was not the same as yours. More often, anger blocks us from full mental clarity. You can't control everything in the world around you, but you can control the world inside of you. If someone wronged you, think of that person as the lesson you needed. Think of them as a teacher. Lesson was needed to prepare you for the right one. So if you think of that person as a teacher, you can almost adopt the attitude of thanking them, thanking them for a lesson. I happen to think it was no accident that this person came into your life it was a lesson that will make you stronger down the road. But we do want to try to learn the lesson, so we don't have to repeat the lesson over and over again. So to track love into your life, if you are looking for love, that's what you wish to keep your heart open to. The first thing is to let go of the past. Really important. Number two, expect love to come when it's your time. Know that it can and will happen. So here I just want you to believe in love that lasts. Believe in love. Expect it can happen and will when it's the right time in your life. Picture it. Keep this knowing with you. If, if not, then when you do meet someone capable of giving and receiving love, and you don't believe it's actually possible, then you will subconsciously prevent this person from getting close to you and allowing love to grow. The more you narrow the field of vision of what is possible in love, the smaller your dating pool becomes. You, I really love this saying, too. When you meet the right one, you'll understand why it didn't work out with all the rest. It's so true. 
So, so true. I, I was single. Uh, you know, I, I've shared this before. I, I was married. I didn't get married too early in life. I was probably in my mid-20s, late-20s. But I uh, never expected it not to last. But by 2002, I was single and stayed single until... 2013 when I married my husband Dan and so I had a number of years to be back on the single market as well and um, you know I mean there were probably times that just speaking from my own experience as well a lot of clients I've talked with certainly there were times that I wondered well is there really this right love for me is this going to happen in my life it you know, would be nice, it would be nice to have that very special person that I could really rely on, count on, and trust, and believe in, and vice versa. And it didn't happen for me until my children were all leaving the house. And you know what? It was the perfect time. It was the exact perfect time because I raised them. Um, we had a little bit of time. Ariana, the youngest, was still at home for one year. Um, we all got to know each other very well, but I think that it probably worked out better for them for me to find someone after I was done raising them. It's probably easier for them, and that was really important to me. And now they have a really wonderful person in their life, to, and, and so do I. So, you know, wasn't really probably my timing that I would have chose, but when it happened, I thought, yes, this is perfect. I could not have chosen better myself, and I've got the best guy. So timing was great, and now I understand why it didn't work out with the rest. The third thing to do to help attract love into your life is to just believe in you. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. What you believe to be true is exactly what will happen. I'm going to say that again. What you believe to be true in your mind is exactly what will happen in real life. Our mind is so powerful, and it just has a magical, almost magical way. What your subconscious is thinking, what you truly believe down inside, uh, invariably becomes reality in life. Your beliefs can make your dreams come true, or it can grind them to a screeching halt. So not believing in yourself will block others out there from connecting with you. You will subconsciously become distant and find reasons why the relationship shouldn't work. Or your hidden fears about not being good enough will cause you to become needy and push a good partner away. So not believing in you can cause a number of things that you don't want. Uh, One of those things is you could think someone is great because they flatter you. And flattery feels good, of course, but 
flattery from the wrong person is dangerous. And if you've listened to my show before, I have brought up the sociopath word before, and this is a common quality for sociopaths to be very charming and shower you with flattery. And it's done for manipulative purposes to get what they want. There's not a true heart of caring there, and you'll feel very cold and lonely down the road. So not believing in you does make you more susceptible to flattery. So that's one thing we certainly don't want to happen. Or another thing is that you could date someone who is just good enough instead of what you really want because you feel your only option is to settle for less. And I'm starting to feel like I sound like Debbie Downer here, and I don't want that. What I want you to do is to believe in you. And, you know, self-esteem is a fluctuating thing. It does not stay at the same level all the time. And I've talked about this before, too. Some days your self-esteem on a scale of 1 to 10 is a 10, and other days it's a 6. So not to feel alarmed if your self-esteem tends to, is at a lower pace at this particular point in time. But, you know, listen. You t- in fact, I have another show on self-esteem, and, and I invite you to look that up and listen to that for more on this very subject. But give yourself some time. Give yourself plenty of time to do the things that you need to do whatever it is to build up your self-esteem before you make any major relationship decisions because you need to come from a confident and self-assured place before you make any really huge decisions. Recognize if you're in a lower state of self-esteem and do not beat yourself up about that. It's normal that things fluctuate for whatever circumstances are happening in life. So just take the time to rebuild your self-esteem and don't make any major decisions until then. So in your head, sometimes people can think thoughts. Back to that subconscious again. And if you're not believing in yourself, you might have a little narrative, that little voice that runs in your head all the time. That little voice could say to you, you can't find true love these days. People are in it for themselves. So what you believe truly down inside, that's what reality will end up happening. But that little voice in your head is saying that wants you to silence that little voice because they will make that true for you. There's other things that could go on in your head. Nobody in my family has lasting relationships, so I probably won't either. Yep, there's another self-fulfilling prophecy. There's been many firsts everywhere, and, you know, maybe you'll help, you'll shine a light for other people to come after you. Uh, here's another one, that little nagging, little annoying voice in your head. I'm not attractive enough or I'm too sensitive or unusual. Most people don't get me. Is your little voice in your head telling you that. If there's any part of you that feels you are not enough, then you will attract other people who don't feel good about themselves and can't create a healthy relationship with you. Oh, there's more. Everyone I meet is intimidated by me. 
that could be a roadblock as well. That little voice in your head could be saying that. But, um, yep, silence that voice because not everyone's going to be intimidated by you and don't expect that because that's what will happen. Or people on meet are just in it for money. Just not true. A lot of people just want love and are not in it for money. And if you're thinking that, what you think is what you attract. You're most likely to attract people that really do just want to use someone else for money instead of someone who really is looking for the real true thing. So let's get that negative narrative out of our head. People who feel good about themselves seem to have plenty of prospects, and they don't even have to try so hard to find them. The attraction is effortless. Believing in you is such an important factor in finding love. Don't beat yourself up again if your self-esteem is not where you'd like it to be. Simply take all the time you need to work on you. Be good to yourself. Be good to you. And listen to my other show on self-esteem. You can look it up. So one more, uh, five things here. We're going on to number four of how to attract love into your life, and that is to let go of expectations that are too specific. And we said to expect love. Yes, we want to expect the real true thing. But specific things like this person has to be a fireman and has to be six foot four and so on and so on. Um, you know, lots of people will tell you to stick to what you want, but if you get too specific, then I think those expectations can can be a block as well. And then you do feel disappointed that the person isn't a fireman when really down the road, it doesn't matter. An accountant, uh, you know, policeman, whatever, is just as satisfying a career in your relationship as the original fireman you thought you wanted. So, yes, don't settle for the important things, which I have to say are those things, the nine things in, in the book, Don't Date a Dad, which are trust and respect and and uh, those kind of things are the core values. Those cannot be settled on, but maybe eliminate some of the very specific details and let go of those expectations so you can be open to new and wonderful things. And finally, we want to train your brain to think more loving thoughts. So we've been talking about that because, as we've been saying, what you think is exactly what will become reality. So we want you to picture the reality that you want and train your brain to think those thoughts. Not only eliminate the negative chatter that can go on in there all the time, but take it a step further and replace it with really positive thoughts, thoughts of what you want. Um, every morning, get up and say, just look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm, I'm going to be a loving person today. I'm going to attract into my life what it is that I desire. Say that to yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and mean it. A lot of times positive affirmations, are really helpful, and you can go online. Louise Hay, of course, she is uh, a writer and owner of Hay House Publishing. She's very well known for her positive affirmations, and sometimes it's nice to get a book 
just read the positive affirmations every day and it's very uplifting and it starts to replace that dialogue that happens in your brain with some really positive dialogue that's going to bring into your life exactly what it is that you are feeding into your brain. So there it is. Train your brain to think positive. And then, you know, in in my thinking, I, I can't deny my belief in God, but God's plan is his plan and his timing is his timing. And when you see how it happens, when you find the one you love, then you understand why it didn't work out with all the rest because that is God's plan. So there we have it. And I do hope you go out this week, you fill your heart with love, your mind with positive thoughts and positive affirmations. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.